Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And today's discussion is one that I think will uh, generate a, a good amount of interest. Uh, you know, from time to time on the podcast, we we approach different topics. Some are important to individuals, others to businesses, uh, and some get to be um, a little bit more specific in terms of uh, sections of the law or areas of uh, interest. Today is a bit more broad and one that um, I think a lot of people perk up when they hear. We're going to talk about property taxes and. Specifically, we will look at the process for contesting them, which I, I might guess is going to be a more and more frequent proposition. So let's find out a little bit more about it when we talk about things like this. Uh, I always like to refer to a very valuable contributor to our podcast series, uh, Tim Hughes. Tim is one of the partners at Lavelle Law and always shares good information about us uh, with us about information uh, topics regarding uh, taxes and, and uh, personal taxes in particular. So uh, we're going to get some information from him today. Tim, thanks very much for taking the time to be here. Oh, no problem. Always glad to be here. So, you know, this is one that, um, as I said, I think a lot of people uh, find great interest in. Um, you know, when, when property tax bills arrive in the mail, um, you see that there are items in there that reference, you know, schools, parks, uh, colleges, you know, mosquito abatement, just about everything. But um, while it gets dispersed a lot of places, it comes from one source. So when we talk about dealing with your property taxes, is it correct to assume that we're talking about dealing with a, a county entity at, at that point? Correct, correct. The uh, there's Illinois, I believe, holds the record for a number of authorized taxing uh, districts. And throughout the state, uh, some will be in one county or another or multiple, and the county is responsible for compiling all that and then sending out the tax bill to uh, the individuals in that particular county. And when you talk about sending out the bills, I'm a Cook County resident. I see mine show up uh, twice a year. Um, and is that standard practice across the state? Yes. Uh, the bills are divided up into a first installment and second installment. And um, in Cook County, the first installment is always 55% of the prior year's total bill, and then the uh, sticker shock for that year's cost of government is reflected in the second installment. In the other counties, not just surrounding Cook County, but in the entire state, the counties issue a tax bill that is 50% uh, in the first installment and the same amount for the second installment to cover that year's uh, cost of operating. Okay. And as we talk today about um, what a, a homeowner might do if if they want to appeal, I, I guess I want to always cut through terminology. I've seen uh, the term appeal. I've seen contest. I've seen challenge. Um, do they all pretty much mean the same thing and same process? Yep. It's potato, potato. So, it, you know, you're approaching – the government saying, hey, my share of the taxes is not the uh, appropriate amount, so therefore look at my case and uh, lower my taxes so I'm in line with my neighbors or comparable properties. 
And tell me a little bit about the process. As you just said, you, you get the bill, you look at it, you may not agree with it. Um, I assume then that what we'll be talking about today is a, a formal process that someone would follow if they want to challenge that uh, that bill? Correct, and I'm going to go back a little bit because when they get that bill and they're unhappy with it, mm-hmm. uh, assuming most taxpayers are unhappy with their bill, um, then it is too late to contest that particular bill. What they want to do or what they should have done is when they get that bill uh, is to uh, contest, protest, appeal uh, almost a year before because the county will send out a notice that the assessed valuation on the property owner, use property owner to include both commercial or individual, Mm -hmm. uh, saying that we are changing or valuing your property for this year at X dollars and you have a 30-day window in which to file a protest uh, with the assessor or board of review or property tax appeal with uh, the state, uh, not all at the same time period. You have to go one after the other. But that window of 30 days with the assessor is when you file the protest for a bill that will be showing up the following year. When the bill shows up, you miss the window by more than a year. So, and is, is the is the assessment come every year? How often does that happen? In Cook County, uh, yes, they'll send out a letter saying for this triennial, your number or your assessment is going to be this, and it's best to try to uh, protest or appeal that assessment in the first year of the triennial, so you don't have to uh, worry about. Uh, uh, the bill going, or so you can kind of get more bang for your buck or work that mm-hmm. hopefully I've reduced the assessment for the next three years and I've done the best that I can do in lowering my tax burden. Uh, because just lowering the assessment does not mean your tax rate is going to be static or flat for the next three years because your tax bill is taking the fair market value of the property, multiplying it by a percentage. Um, and outside of Cook County, that's one-third. Inside Cook County, it's either 10% for residential or higher for commercial or in- industrial. And then that number is multiplied. That's the assessed value, which is multiplied by the tax rate, which can change and does typically change each and every year as all those different taxing bodies determine what their needs are for the current operating year, and then their, the cost of government is divided by the tax basis. So, well, Okay, let's let's get into that a little bit. But just to be clear, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned that the time to appeal is when the assessment comes, but that, that may be a triannual. But if, if you miss that time, is there still a process you can follow subsequent to that, or, or is that are you locked out then until the next one? For changing the tax bill, you're locked out. For possibly getting a refund, you do have an opportunity to file that complaint with the assessor and seek what's called a certificate of error for a prior year or years, up to two others in the uh, triennial. So, um, But again, for uh, um, trying to help a homeowner or a business property owner, you want to not stand in line to get a refund. You'd rather 
get in the line to reduce the taxes so you don't have to shell out that money to begin with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you, you mentioned what sounded to me like a, a formula for evaluating what, what your assessment is. Um, and obviously there are you know all the various taxing bodies that uh, change their rates. If someone gets that assessment and they want to challenge it, what, what steps are they following? What um, obviously they they need to provide, I'm sure, some amount of data. How do they go about it? Well, uh, the government's good in saying that because of uh, notifying the property owner, this is your proposed assessment. But then they also make available through local newspapers and online what all the uh, properties in the county are being assessed at. So you as a homeowner can say, hey, my house is similar to the Joneses or the Smiths, and they're being assessed at you know, 10% higher than I am, so I'm happy. I'm going to be quiet. Or why are we have the same houses? Why, why is my assessment 20% higher? In which case, I want to file an appeal, but you want to file an appeal with more than one comparable. Usually three to five is the minimum. And, you know, the the uh, property is unique, so the more comparables you have, the better, because, again, every house w- will not be valued at X dollars per square foot because every house has different attributes, whether it's uh, – Masonry construction on the outside versus uh, frame or central air versus non or no central air, an attached garage versus detached garage, fireplace, no fireplace, and so on and so on. And if if I want to go ahead and uh, pursue the challenge um, and I need to find those comparables, am I kind of walking up and down the street and trying to write down addresses and, and collect information or is that available somewhere else? That is a step you don't necessarily want to take, no pun intended there, um, that you, uh, when I said neighborhood, there's a a term of art by the assessor, how they classify property in a neighborhood, and the property will be classified by the type of construction and age and size of the house. So you won't compare a... um, ranch with a two-story house, and you won't uh, compare a 15-square-foot house with a uh, 6,000-square-foot house, that there's different categories. So the information the assessors uh, make available on the Internet allow you to compare same-class house as yours so that you can within a neighborhood, so that way you can say, "Hey, I am being taxed too heavily because here's all these comparables that are below mine, or you know, uh, I'm right on par with everybody." And then, in which case, it's not worth uh, appealing. Okay, uh, we're talking to Timothy Hughes of Lavelle Law Limited today. Uh, Tim always shares information with us. Uh, much of his practice focuses on matters of taxation. Um, he's been with us many times before. also writes frequent articles on taxes. That you can find those at lavellelaw.com. That website, there's a resource tab, and under that you'll find both articles and past podcasts. And Tim also authors a uh, monthly tax newsletter, Tax News on the 10th, that uh, I and many others receive. So it's a great resource if you're interested in following up on that. Now, when we talk about um, contesting and or appealing 
is, can anybody do it? Is is there a sort of a criteria to be eligible, or can I say, hey, I'm, I feel like trying it, I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot? Uh, the homeowner or the property owner can contest it, or if it's uh, leased property, the tenant can contest it. They have to have um, that connection to the property to have standing to contest. So essentially any uh, homeowner, property owner, or a uh, uh, tenant with who's responsible for the tax bill can appeal that assessment. And you mentioned earlier that... Um you can also, you know, protest on, on uh, commercial properties. Is is the process pretty much the same for a um, commercial or industrial building owner? Uh, essentially the same. They have a little, uh, or um, they have to sometimes uh, get commercial appraisals, whereas a homeowner doesn't have to uh, incur that kind of cost, and then. Um, a commercial property could also possibly get a reduction based on vacancy, whereas a homeowner is not going to be able to get uh, that type of temporary relief because, again, uh, a vacancy reduction would be based on that year's non-occupancy of a room which or uh, an apartment or building space, and you would have to go to the county each and every year to certify that there is still a vacancy at that location. Okay, and then just real quick here before we run out of time, just to, to be clear, if if you go ahead and appeal after the assessment comes and you're successful, that doesn't mean that your tax bill is necessarily lowered for years going forward because, as you said, each of those taxing bodies, of which there could be you know, well more than a dozen, could increase their rates, and, and it means the next year your rate may go up. It's just the assessed value of your home is, is fixed at that point. Correct, yes. Okay. And well, Tim, thanks. Uh, I'm going to cut you off there because we're going to run out of time. Unfortunately, every time uh, Tim is with us, we get into these conversations, and I know we could always go longer, but uh, I want to say thanks to him for being here, uh, and I'm sure we'll bring him back soon. Again, check out LavelleLaw.com. You can get more information about uh, Tim's practice and catch up on some of his articles as well. Uh, all of our past uh, conversations are archived there, as they are here on blogtalkradio.com. So uh, plenty of places you can catch up, and we uh, certainly appreciate people listening and, and want to thank Tim for being here. Look forward to having you with us again next time. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847 705 7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.